Welcome back to another episode of Football at the Bar with your host, T.A. and G. Money, bringing you all the highlights, talking mess, and all the bullshit you shouldn't have missed. What's up, everybody? This is Football at the Bar, brought to you by ATB Media Network. Super fired up to be back with you. We're your hosts. My name's T.A. This is G. Money. And we are back to talk some football. We are at our home bar. Back, we were on hiatus. I had to do some travel. Back so, in action. So we had some remote uh, remote shows last week, but we are back. And for those of you that did not get a chance to see the remote show, you got to go back and see it because guess what you saw? You saw G-Money's face right here in the camera. <laughs> I mean, you can literally count how many nose hairs he Well, had. look here, man. <laughs> you know, I didn't know that I was that close, but so what, okay? So look, what? You, you, you got a, I got a couple of great nose hairs in there that I pluck, so... Thank you, and you're welcome. Everybody knows what G-Money looks like after last <laughs> week's show. So, you know what? Let's jump right into it, because here's what's so hilarious. This week's slate oh, was very interesting. We had some great very. games. We had some shitty games. And we're going to talk about both group of games. And so, you know, I know what my favorite game was of the week, but I'm really interested to hear what your favorite game of the, of the week was. Okay, so favorite is an interesting term. I would just say hmm, favorite would be the that Bengals 49ers mm-hmm. game. Mine too. Because that was very telling. It was very telling on both teams. You know, I almost want to pose it as a question. So, like, huh, I have a, a lot of strong opinions about the outcome of that game. But in your estimation, do you think that – uh, it is really more uh, of, of a statement about the state of the 49ers or is it, uh, you know, the Bengals just rose to the occasion? Like, in your opinion, like, what is it that about that game from the outcome? Because obviously the Bengals won. Well, I don't think that the Bengals are rose to the occasion. I think they are getting back to where they actually – um, were projected to be at the beginning of this season. You know, nobody thought that Joe Burrow was going to go down with a calf injury in, inside a training camp. So I think he's just getting healthy and the team is now coalescing around him and, and, and they're able to do everything that they were expected to do mm-hmm. uh, for this season. Now on the flip side, I think it is a testament to the 49ers and not really the 49ers as an overall team but the 49ers in terms of who's leading that team in terms of the quarterbacks. But the reality oh, is you love to talk about Joe Perry. Burrow is back. Now, I'm, you know, I'm not a huge Joe Burrow fan, but I do love his moxie. And then when you talk about Purdy, everybody talked about how he had moxie, but that moxie wasn't real. That moxie was fake. That was He was walking around acting like he was a tough guy. Joe Burrow has actually done it. He actually wins, and that's what produces moxie and that confidence mm. that we love from him. Purdy was sitting over here just trying to fake it till he made it. And what happens is is that when you don't have the real skill set behind you, Woo! the arm strength, the, 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 the real cojones to go get it done, each and every single week, what happens is, as we saw, like I said earlier in the season, he's somewhat of a paper champion. Okay, so shots fired. Mm-hmm, he is calling uh, Purdy a mud duck. <laughs> and yes. I don't think that he is a mud duck, but what you, we've talked about this in, a, in weeks past, right? It's about 
to me, is like the fragility of winning. It's you need this perfect storm. And what I've learned about this league and this game was that, you know, the perfect storm wasn't there. I saw that, you know what, Purdy didn't have Debo and what he really had in the weeks where that led them to that 5-0 and jump was really that, okay, I got a superstar wide receiver at both slots. I got a, a rock-solid superstar all-star caliber tight end. I got a rock-star all-star caliber uh, uh, offensive line. And obviously, an MVP-level running back. And our defense is touted as a Super Bowl caliber defense. So to me, what I also saw is that the limitations of physical quarterbacks. So Purdy is not a guy who has a gun for an arm. He's an anticipation early thrower. And if you don't have your other superstar wide receiver, you're getting get exposed. Now, other than that rollout where he threw the interception, he basically said, here you go, uh, Cincinnati, or I'm going to throw it right to you. Other than that one, I thought most of them were just anticipatory throws that he would normally throw in the cadence of the offense, but he didn't have Debo. He needs Debo. So then, going back to what we said before, he's he's not an MVP caliber guy, but he's a serviceable, good player. He just he can't overcome not having that deficiency. That was it. And coupled by the fact that I have some opinions about maybe this defensive coordinator, because <laughs> the defensive coordinator for the 49ers, you know, they had uh D'Amico Ryans before. And then before that, it was Robert Sala. And they used to put their formations you know what? Richard Sherman even pointed this out, and I thought it was very articulate. When he said it in in uh in uh, his his uh television show, but undisputed. I, I would just throw it out there because that's what I was watching. But, it's the only show he's on. Uh, well, well, yeah, that's the only show. He's on. <laughs> okay, Scotch, Scotch. But look, he what he talked about is the the basic formation. They normally have two defensive linemen in the middle, and then they put their defensive ends out wide. And Bosa not being in training camp is is a factor. And the fact that they hear this new defensive corner trying to reinvent the wheel didn't put his defensive ends out wide. And so then they could run cover two and cover three with the linebackers all on the backside and they're running zone. Well, what they're doing now is, and why they got burnt, is that they over here running man and trying to act like that these safeties and these corners are just Deion Sanders out there. You don't have five Deion Sanderses out there. Okay. They're good, but they're not five Deion Sanderses and you've exposed them. And then you're asking your quote unquote superstar in Bosa to beat guys off the line at the tackle position where he's running directly into them. Allow him to use his athleticism around the corner because that's what D'Amico Ryans did. That's what Asala did. But, but, but let, let me interrupt real quick. And I, I feel you with your technical prowess in terms of explaining how the defenses work. It sounds good. I, I get deep with it. But, you but know I will tell saying? you this. We can speak technical or we can speak just regular. 
real life. See, remember this. Excuse- oh, you're trying to say I'm not regular. <laughs> no, well, I'm going to say this. <laughs> excuses are like assholes. Everybody got one, right? Well, so we can make excuses well, that, well, you have, well. that a quarterback has to have an all-star team of five dominant players to be able to play at a high level. We know that not to be the case because we have somebody named Patrick Mahomes that has a very mediocre at best offensive weapons and is still the very best in the NFL. Now, again, he's obviously far more athletic and far more gifted than Brock Purdy, but we can't use that of one player of his all-star team that's been uh, assembled for him, the the quarterback for. We can't use one of those players being gone as a justification for him throwing more interceptions than touchdowns in the past three games. So just like when they were 5-0 and and people were talking about he's an MVP candidate, just like then, we gave him the accolades. When he stops performing at that level, we have to give him the responsibility and hold him accountable for simply not paying well. Every team in the NFL that's going to go far deep into the playoffs and even to the Super Bowl, they have to have good quarterback play. And how Purdy is playing now is not um, – It's not conducive to winning. It's not conducive to winning. Now, yeah, here's where the that's, reality that's is. That's the reality. It's not like he just started throwing the ball to the other team. He was throwing the ball to the other team in the first five games. PFF says he had the most uh, turnover-worthy uh, throws uh, of almost anybody in the league in the first five games. The only difference is the cornerbacks' hands are like bricks. That's why they don't play wide receiver and were dropping those passes that he was throwing directly to them. Well, what's happened is that's caught up to him. And so now he's doing the same thing, same turnover-worthy throws, but the reality is, is they're catching them now. So those are or those are flipping the games and turning them over, and he's doing them at the most inopportune time. He's doing it in the fourth quarter. Mm. So what gets me frustrated about this game or, or, or about the narrative around San Francisco is now that they're losing – now they're trying to blame the defense. And then you said the defensive coordinator is not doing his thing and he's not having a position right and they used to be out wide. And all these things weren't being said about him when they were 5-0. and This was the best team in the NFL, according to every pundit on television, mm. everybody out there on social media. This was the best team in the world. So when the defensive coordinator was still the defensive coordinator in the first five games and they were considered the best team in the NFL, and not until Brock Purdy started throwing interceptions like he was giving them away <sighs> um, at, at Costco or something, um, at the end of the day is – now we can't turn around and blame it on him. Okay. If, if, if the if the success lies in Bur- Purdy's lap when they're winning, then he has to burden them. I mean, he has to be burdened with them and shoulder that responsibility when they're losing. Okay. So look, you know, and two tri- two contraire mon frere. Okay. <laughs> because you know, you just went deep and got technical on on that ass. Too. I did. So thank you very much. But going back to your simple mantra, okay. Purdy tricked the game off, America. Purdy tricked the game off. Bottom line, that's what happened. (laughs) He tricked the game off, and he could have overcome all of the shit that I just said, but he didn't. He tricked the game off. So, okay. All of those reasons are still valid reasons why the 49ers. And, you know, watching them, you can still say, you know, you still expect them to figure it out, but... It's a thing. I, I think we can't expect them to figure it out. This is not just a a, a, a Johnny come 
lately, you know, brand new team to the block in terms of winning. They, yeah. They've had a culture of winning for the past yeah. what, four or five years since they made the Super Bowl and barely lost to the Chiefs. So I, I don't believe this team is on the downslide. I believe this team just isn't as great yeah. as everybody else projected them. Yeah. Well, and, we and, need Debo back. Debo, do I need to have you? Get some chicken soup or something, man. Please come back, sir. Hey, because we need you. We know Debo's rough and rugged. We know he ain't no punk. He don't got the name Debo. No, no, no. From childhood, for that, ain't, ain't, ass that for ain't a long no punk shit. But, 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 but hey, bro, they need you. They do need <laughs> you. But uh, before we leave this topic, I do want to talk about is the ascension of the Bengals. You got to forget about yeah. their all-star offensive uh, team that they have, and their defense is no slouch either. Yeah. So when you have Chase finally on the same page with Burrow, you have Burrow finally being mobile. Burrow and, sitting over here Burrow excited to gangster. be back. He's over here getting it done. So that team is on the ascension. What we know about Burrow is that, guess what? That calf injury has been healed because mm-hmm. he was very uh, – Spry. Uh, yeah, and he was uh, effectively mobile. He knew how to move through the pocket just enough because he's not a mobile quarterback, but he knows how to be slight of foot and just get out and give himself that extra two seconds to just kill your ass mm-hmm. because that's what they did. <laughs> Bottom line, did. that's what they did. So I, I, I got to give some level of love to the Bengals and and that defense. The, the, the Bengals defense for the past three seasons has been – uh, arguably in the top five, not even arguably, statistically speaking, they have been in the top 10 every, for the past three seasons. And they showed it against a team that didn't uh, perform at their optimum. So, boom. and this also was a new for them. They started off slow, partially because of Burrow getting hurt yeah, that's what they do, or, or huh? coming back from operation the last three years. So it's not as if they're sitting over here shaking in their boots or booty holes getting tight because they started slow. So it's going to be very interesting the next couple of weeks to see if they can ascend. And they don't have the easiest schedule either. So they're going to have to sit over here and, and have this time where the team has come together yeah. and is playing well together to be able to get through these next, say, Three, uh, three to four, maybe five weeks yeah. to ensure that they position themselves to the playoffs. But I like where they're at. But right. another team I want to talk to you about that's ascending is the Jaguars. Okay, so you know you you love to do this to me too because I you know what both of us are like minded. I was going to just jump in on that because it's very off brand. It's very not typical of the the action that we saw this week. But you're right. That Steelers Jaguars game was actually a, a sneaky good game to watch. Mm-hmm. Uh, even though the Steelers offense was ugly, even though yeah, uh, our, it, our man got hurt and they had to bring in uh, Trubisky. Yeah. yeah, it was still a fun game to watch. Yeah, it was because it was uh, it was at the Steelers. Mm-hmm. That's what made it interesting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the Jaguars defense came to play, and then ETN. Uh, did his thing. So in your opinion, what do you think are the the real keys to victory for them? And do you think they're legit? Well, in terms of answering the legit question, I, I don't think you win five games in a row in the NFL after we just talked about how difficult it is to win in the NFL. Mm. I don't think they go go on a five-game winning streak and they not be legit. And they don't have the toughest schedule by any stretch of the imagination. They have some tough games coming up, but overall their schedule is pretty soft. So they have the opportunity to, you know, Kind of like coast in. into the playoffs? No, no, not coast in. Thunder into the playoffs, but then you're talking about seeding. I think they can actually compete 
for the number one number one seed Ooh. simply because their schedule soft. Where you have Ooh, the you Chiefs. make me take a sip on that. Hey, one. You have the Chiefs that have a very tough schedule this year. You have the Ravens that are in a very difficult division that's going to be hard for them to maintain, even though they're playing phenomenal. And and so when you look at that, and then you have the AFC East that you have the Dolphins. The Dolphins schedule isn't easy. Um, so they have the opportunity. Do I believe that? The team as a whole knows how to win on that level? No. Trevor Lawrence, does he know how to win on that level? No. He's won in college, but we've seen in the pros, that asshole gets a little bit tight. He's won a big game here or there. He won and came back against the Chargers last year. But I don't quite know um, if he really has the ability to sit over here and, and take that number one seat, but they are positioned to do so. Yeah, and hey, When a defense hey, is strong. Yeah. And that running back, ETN, is playing well, and they got two rock-solid wide receivers. Yeah, yeah. And Kirk and, and Ridley. Ridley. So I think Ridley finally showed his worth in this game. And you know what? I didn't even play him in my regular fantasy because <laughs> I was like, you know, he's playing like a hooker the last two games. But he actually showed up good in that game. And then you have to also say that Zay Jones, when they get Zay Jones back mm-hmm. off of whatever injury that's going through with him, and then you got Ingram, Ingram with the tight mm-hmm. end, they they actually have a formidable offense, but mm-hmm. and that will make their quarterback look that much better. Mm-hmm. But they need actually Zay Jones to come back because Zay Jones is what somewhere around that six two, six one, six two. I mean, he might even be six three, and he runs, you know, in that Jerry Rice speed. I don't want to call it four or five, but he he runs in that Jerry Rice speed and he catches the ball. He another catches guy, the ball. Yeah, another guy that the, the the Raiders should not have let go, but I don't even want to go there. But nevertheless, he's producing for them, and they need him to actually create a certain semblance of balance for their offense, and then they will be formidable in the AFC, barring their schedule, like you said. Well, that's what's been impressive is a good portion, a good chunk of this five-game winning streak has been without Zay Jones. Yeah. So when you don't have uh, one of your top three weapons or yeah. one of your top four weapons on your team because they've been out and still been able to manage the win. And like you said, Ridley hasn't played well the last or hasn't produced in the last two weeks. So you have um, supposedly your number one receiver not producing at the level that he needs to or should be. You have one of your top four weapons not even there is on IR yeah. and they're still winning. That says a lot about the team. Now it also it, says a lot about their defense because I mm-hmm. think that they might actually have the the best uh, turnover differential on their defense in the entire NFL. And for those of you who do the the dailies, you may want to actually put a little ticker in on the Jaguars because they get the ball more better than any other sexy team that's out there. So mm-hmm. you know, think about it. Just stopping the run. Just think about it. <laughs> now, 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 let's talk about a, 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 a team that's perceived to be very good. But for me, um, I'm, I'm still not a believer in them. Um, the Cowboys. The Cowboys <laughs> won big this week, right? He's like, what are you talking about, oh. T.A.? The Cowboys won huge this week. Well, yeah, yeah, they won big. But, you know, every single time they've won big this season, they've won big off the back of their defense. Not their defense stopping the other team, but the defense getting turnovers and yes. scoring on defense. That has been the catalyst to them sitting over here and having these pressure games. And when the defense can't do that, unfortunately, that offense always stalls out. So they're I a agree. team that seems to only play be able to play well from ahead 
What do they do when they do have to face a team like the Eagles, which we're going to be able to see next week, or like San Francisco? Okay, so I'm going to say it. Uh, Newsflash at 11. The Cowboys are going to get boobopped by <laughs> the Eagles. Next question, but no. <laughs> straight no, boobop. Straight boobop because they, they ran into the perfect storm. Okay, uh, they got the turnovers. Yes. Is their team defense good? Yes, their defense is good. But I think that the minute that Matthew uh, Stafford got the little the, the thumb injury and then it got exacerbated, it got out of control and there was early turnovers and they had to pick six early. And so they got up by more than two scores early in the game. And so that, that changes the cadence. Anybody who watches football, you understand. That changes the cadence of what you do on offense for the Rams. And you know what? Their Rams deep, their Rams offensive line didn't do well. So. <laughs> well, look here. God damn it. Okay, fine. So let me look you in your eyeball socket. Yeah. And let me just tell you that, yes, the Rams tricked the game off, even though McVay is a great coach. And McVay, uh, you know, he probably even had a pretty good game plan. But at the end of the day, if the minute that your, your number one quarterback goes down, you go down and you had them early turnovers and the, the Cowboys just capitalized on that. And the fact that they have, uh, street clothes dudes and guys that are off a of free agency there in their mm-hmm. secondary, they got exposed because Aaron Donald can't uh, cover on a really good offensive line that decided to be healthy that day. So Aaron Donald couldn't get pressure and then they got exposed. And number 88, you know, the, the, the one that I did that anyway, that dude. <laughs> Killed. He crushed it. He crushed and unfortunately, it. I looked at him and I said, "You know what? Nah, this is a fucking cowboy." Yeah, honestly, and this is part of my my let's say my my cowboy hate. I was expecting the Cowboys to trick that game off, but anybody watching it saw after them first couple of turnovers in the pick six from Bland, you're like, "Oh, well, they were down shit. twenty in the first five yeah, minutes. Yeah, it was it was gonna be it was gonna be a shit show after that, and it was." And now they are over here thumping their chests like, you know, that they're going to really do something. And this is a perfect storm for our Eagles fans because it's like, oh, yeah, you guys think you guys are going to be somebody and you're going to get your ass handed to you next week. And this is always a, a, a signal, a sign that a team isn't ready for the bright lights, that a team is not ready to go to the Super Bowl because you can't be thumping your chest off of that win. The win was At great all. because remember they did that before and then came back the next week and lost to the Cardinals. You can't have too many highs. You can't have too many lows. You should expect success. And we suspect success. You don't need to sit over here and, 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 and have a halftime dance show, uh, just because you won. I know it should be expected, right? And if, I don't believe in Dak Prescott. I think that's the bottom line. I don't believe in him. Do, do, do you? Well, he's better than Purdy. Here's where the twist is. Dak Prescott <laughs> isn't great. But Shots fired. <laughs> he's not great. <laughs> he's just not horrible either. Okay. And so um, I think the biggest problem is not Dak Prescott because, remember, for the past couple of seasons, that offense has been leading the league in terms of offensive production. I think, really, the the, the team's um, um, anchor is really McCarthy. I think McCarthy has brought a stale, um, mediocre offense that and is straddling um, 
this team with that offense now by getting rid of their previous OC, who's now with the Chargers, who mm. was a more high-powered offense, and trying to run the ball. And now you don't have a running back that is a true three down running back. I mean, he's not he's not a big body. He's never carried the load for any team he's ever played on. And so Tony Pollard, as phenomenal and exciting and as, as turbo powered as yeah, he but is, he's, the, he's not a trenches running. He's back. not a trenches running back. But you have a coach that wants to run through the trenches. So this is an individual who doesn't even know his his yeah. own. Um, his own, his own talent, yeah, yeah, yeah. talent, and, and what's going to be best suited for them. So yes, I think that, I agree. That, that we see Dak not performing as well as he's performed uh, in in past years. Not because he's not a good quarterback. We know he's not a great quarterback, but it's not because he's not a good quarterback. It's because um, the team and the, and, and the offensive structure is not conducive. It to might be being simplistic explosive. in nature. It might be simplistic in nature, and, and, and you know, it's the the the. I guess the telltale sign for all great core, great coaches, I was going to say quarterbacks, coaches, mm-hmm. is that they utilize and, and survey the talent that is on their team and they maximize the talent that exists on their team. And they don't try to say, this is my scheme and you guys try to fit into my scheme. This ain't no uh, round peg, square hole kind of scenario with great coaches. They, it's like, and I think McCarthy, aside from the fact that I really don't believe that he inspires them. No. Uh, Nobody, I, I nobody's I, inspired yeah, by McCarthy. Yeah, I think that he might be one of those round peg square hole kind of dudes where he's just not putting his guys in the best possible scenario for them to utilize their talents. That being said, they did win the game and they won the game handily and their his their guys performed. Well, who performed was the team as a whole, not his offense. His offense did all right, but again, they're playing from ahead. So remember, a defensive scheme, when you're playing from ahead, is a whole lot different than when the game is close. Yeah. And so once again, we'll be able to see, because they're not going to be able to blow out uh, the Eagles like that, of what happens if the Eagles are a little bit ahead and now they have to play with a little bit of urgency mm-hmm. and they don't have a coach that really knows how to play like that. Remember, this same offense is the same reason why he got fired from Green Bay with one of the best quarterbacks in NFL history. Okay, I feel you. And so I just want to switch reels real quick. The Chiefs game. Are you worried? Uh, uh, I, I, I Let me throw it to you and let me just see what you – because I might be. Oh, geez. But I'm, but, but I'm, I'm not sure yet. Do you think that the Chiefs uh, getting smacked by the Denver Broncos, it, was, is that an outlier? It just, hey, this is a divisional team, AFC West thing, or do you think that there is really cause for concern? Because they got smacked. Now, mind you, he he being Patrick Mahomes has never, ever, 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 ever lost, lost to the Broncos. So I guess by statistics standing – he was due, but are you scared about no, that? No, because one is there. There are a few things that contributed to that. Number one is, is Denver just played? Denver had a great game plan. We have to give kudos. I, I've killed their coach in previous As shows in previous weeks. Uh, he had a great game plan, which was he ran uh, Williams with over thirty carries, keeping that ball out of Mahomes' hands. Mm. Now I don't know if you knew this, Mahomes had the flu. 
like was really sick. They were shots of him on the sidelines. And you know, when you're, when, when, when a cat is a lack of color, you know, he doesn't have the, the quite as much melanin. And you know what? So, and that's hard for a light skinned brother to right. look lighter. He, he, he looked lighter than light. Oh, he was light. Oh, light. Okay. Yeah. So you could <laughs> see the sickness in his face. Now, mind okay. you, they weren't playing indoors in the arena. They weren't playing in a nice 80 degree weather. They were playing in Denver, which was frigid cold. It had been snowing previously. And the air, the air oh, is yeah, thinner. Without a, and the air is thinner. So you're sick. You're playing in the cold in a thin aired um, environment. So with did, a team with a good game plan. He played like a team said. with a good game plan. But here's what most. If you ever watch the Chiefs, they have one of these mulligans every single year. Last year was against the Colts. They had no fucking business losing to the Colts. Uh, and they lost. So so Chiefs have to church, sit over here and, and shit on themselves one time. And that kind of lets, like gets them back refocused, gets them back re-energized. And they also were probably looking past the Denver Broncos, having never lost to them with Mahomes there for next week's game. And we all know what next week's game is. That's Miami mm. against the Chiefs internationally in Germany. This Germany's only game. It's oh, a and you know what? Anytime an overseas game, those are always like a crapshoot. See, what also would bother me about that is that I was expecting the Chiefs defense to just handle that. You know, you you just gave me a whole little uh, uh, <laughs> lashing about excuses, right, with the 49ers. And I was like, hell do you guys allow uh russell wilson and company to score on you to that degree i was just like huh what the hell is going on y'all well, turnovers so remember when you yeah. when a quarterback throws the yeah, ball the short away field. Okay. short field you sit over here and, and lose offensive uh possessions uh. which sits over here and puts the opposing team in a greater position to score more points and also russell, russell wilson has not been looking good but when you look at the stat sheets when you look at his stats his stats aren't bad at all so it's not looking great because he's getting adapted uh to his coach's uh offensive scheme but but he's actually playing decent. Yeah, and he's he is playing marginally better each week. Remember, it was a defense that gave up seventy points, not Russell Wilson. So yeah. so when, when we put this all in totality, and again, when your mind's not in the game, the defense is worried about stopping Cheetah. They're probably already talking about stopping stopping the Cheetah in Germany than they were worried about stopping um, Russell Wilson. Yeah, or Jared Judy or Sutton right. or, or Sutton. Any, Sutton had a great game. Yeah, Jared yeah. Judy had a decent game. Yeah, yeah. So. Basically, you're saying that they look past them. Correct. And so what I'm saying is there's nothing to worry about. This is Patrick Mahomes. He's one of the very best okay. to ever do it. Actually, he is the very best. And I'm going to say it right now, America. He is the very best to ever do it. So they have these games. There's no reason to get worried. Let's watch a unbelievably, probably one of the most entertaining games of the season next Sunday in Germany. Mm. I'll be waking up early to watch that game, and I'm sure you will be too. Yes, yes. You know, I, I'm I nerd out on this stuff. So unfortunately, and you know, and I give apologies to my wife, but yes, I will be watching it. <laughs> <laughs> now, 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 this is the game. This is the game that um, was absolutely egregious, but it was entertaining, and it was a sh- shitty ball. Oh yeah, the shitty ball. Yeah, yes, I have dubbed it the shitty ball, and I even in all of my drunken diatribe from last week. I was, dare I say, was, and I want to slap myself. <laughs> How the hell did I even want to even utter the word Wilson out of my mouth? But I was just thinking, you know, uh, this is for New York. 
New York, stand up. Woo woo. This is when and, you know the alcohol being. Oh man, I got excited. I got excited, and, but but you know, and then when I thought about it in my same mind, I was like, yeah, you know what? The Giants' defense should uh, actually do well, and they did do well. So in my mind, I'm like, how the hell did the Giants trick that game off? Well, how the Giants tricked that game off is number oh, one, yeah. the quarterback, their backup quarterback, got but hurt. Tyrod is, yeah, he got hurt. Ding, ding, ding. Because Tyrod is good. Tyrod. He's solid. Ty, yes. But, but okay. As, as, as much as we talk about, you know, uh, quarterbacks and backup quarterbacks, Tyrod Taylor uh, could arguably be, let's say, a marginal starter on a mediocre team. And he could be a, a pretty good starter on a really good team. Let's not I, forget. A la Purdy. Let's not forget. <laughs> he took the Bills. To their very first playoff yeah. in 15 years. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. And, and yeah, then yeah. the coach fucked him. Yeah, so, yeah. So let's not act like He's better that. than their starter. He's better than He's Daniels. He's better than Daniels, I, yes. He, you heard it here first. I, I, I'll say that unequivocally. But, you know, Daniels had a good year last year, and he was up for, for, for contract, so he got the money, period. But he is the guy you need to roll with, Giants. But nevertheless, I just couldn't believe, because that was such a – as terrible as and, and as how disgustingly boring that game was, it was actually kind of also beautiful because it was like, this is for New York. How are who how Imagine how being you? from New York who and you these two teams representing <laughs> you. That has yeah. to be brutal. But you know what was crazy was Derek Lawrence played probably the very best game he's ever played. Mm. Sitting over here from the nose tackle position, he actually broke one dude's knee, just bull rushing, and the dude couldn't take it, uh, uh, the hiker. Um, and he just, I mean, he had something like 15 pressures from the uh. nose tackle position, which is like literally yeah. unheard of. Um, but you know what, 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 what? This, this Jets team is such a weird enigma because, you know, they have a shitty quarterback. And obviously, you usually need a very good quarterback to win in this league. We talked about how difficult it is to win. And they have a winning record. And it cannot be attributed to this quarterback. I mean, he's one of the worst no. I've ever seen. No, it's their, de- it's their defense and their skill it's position. It's their defense and, the, and their skill position players, yeah, which shows you how great Hall is. I mean, Hall has come out gangbusters since tearing up his knee last year. Um, I agree. But, but the real question is this coach, this coach, Robert Sala, um, he's been catching a lot of heat. A lot of people are saying out there that he's not that really effective as a head coach. But he's some kind of way kept this team motivated, kept this team rattling around. Uh, a, a, a very inept quarterback and still keeping their heads in the game and believing that they can win with this Jack as the quarterback. And um, because he won the shitty bowl. Now I would, <laughs> I would say that it was that close because oh, yeah. if they lost that game, which they were actually, they should have, they should have mm-hmm. lost. Then you would have had a completely different outcome in terms of that locker room. But they would manage to pull it out, and they punted their ass off, and they found a way to you know to pull it out and field goals in overtime. And lo and behold, they won. So now anything that he says right now is going to be golden. But if he if they lost, it'd have been like get the fuck out of here, bro. So, so, so quick question: do, do you think uh, do you think the starting quarterback's coming back? 
Rodgers? Do you think Rodgers is going to be able to come back I this think season? he is, and I think that it's like I can't wait to get my popcorn because I think he's going to come back and he's going to be terrible. <laughs> but what he will do is he was he's going to give them hope. And they're going to make the playoffs, and they're going to be a one a playoff early exit because they're and and but they will let's say hang their hat on wait till next year because right, right. but Aaron Rodgers coming back off of Achilles injury unless he's an alien and he's you know some kind of Marvel Comics world well, you he's saw got him out some there super throwing. technology you saw him out there taking yeah. and moving around and throwing a little and bit. that is window dressing bullshit he's probably he might uh, have to get his leg severed after the end of this because I don't even think that medically. Uh, just looking at every other person who has ever had an Achilles injury ever, 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 ever has not come back and done the things he's done. Now, uh, what he's selling to us is I'm on that new shit. And, well, I mean, and medicine and, and, as a whole. Because yeah. look, look, and maybe, maybe he will come back. What's the cornerback that just will. came back from, um, you know, our man, I can't even think his name, uh, that just came back from the Dolphins. I mean, you're talking about he's 93 or 98 games from getting hurt. Oh, Ramsey. Ramsey. Yeah. 90 games and played and got an interception. But it wasn't an Achilles. It wasn't an Achilles. But I'm, what I'm saying it was, is, it was modern that medicine is getting these cats coming back. Yeah, I, I can remember when tearing up your knee, you were out for a year, yeah, maybe yeah, two. Yeah, I know. And I know. now you got cats sitting over coming back w- within a year, less than 12 months, and getting 30 carries. Well, you know, back. These, these new generations. Back it's different. Yeah, yeah. No, they they injecting them with that, that, that new new. Uh, it ain't even steroids. It's, a, it's on some stuff we don't even know about. So I don't know. Well, I will tell you this. If Aaron Rodgers and the Jets happen to get in to the uh, wild card, the, the, the what, seven seed, eight seed, seven yeah, seed, yeah. and they have to, seven seed, and they have to play the Jaguars in the number two seed. Ooh. That could be a Ooh. game that could get them to that the That would be real round. sexy. That would be real sexy, but it would be in Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. And, I would say that I think that Jacksonville, even with every fiber of my being saying the Jets defense is legit, I would still put my money on Jacksonville. Well, if, if, if let's just say since we're, since we're playing, uh, future, future forecasters, yeah, yeah mm-hmm. I, I would still, but it does to me, it doesn't matter who the Jets play. I think the Jets are on a projectory to probably make the playoffs. A projectory. Yeah. Oh, trajectory. Uh-huh. Uh, a trajectory. Trajectory. Okay. Listen, I'm making new. I'm making up new words. But yeah, that thing. Mm-hmm. They they're on. They they should they should actually make the playoffs, especially if let's say Aaron Rodgers comes back in them last two weeks. You think so? I think I think that they could, but they're going to be an early exit. So who cares? So who cares? So you know. Now, now you gonna have me do it too. We had the opportunity to watch Monday Night Football together. Ugh. And you had the audacity after that performance to wear your Raiders are over here. I'm so a loyalist. We have to talk about that team right there and the the, the circus that is surrounding this team. And, and, and Josh McDaniels. Oh, oh you mean pigeon nuts? <laughs> pigeon nuts. Pigeon Nuts himself. I mean, look up Pigeon Nuts in the dictionary. You see his face. But what I want you to do is I want you to sit over here and talk about your team because I know it's been a little bit heart-wrenching. I know it's been challenging for you. But go ahead and go ahead and do your deal. Okay. Simply put, how does 
how do you have a game to where uh, the best player on your team in Devontae Adams has somewhere around seven targets and he gets one catch for 11 yards? How? When you have a shitty quarterback. Well, okay, but you have a shitty quarterback, but I've seen much less talented, much less touted noodle-arm quarterbacks that can still find a way to force-feed and ramrod the ball to their number one player. Now, I will say there's something wrong with Jimmy Garoppolo. I don't know exactly what it is because he's not he's, very good. He, he, he seems to have the ability to read defenses, but everything that could go wrong with this team does go wrong with this team. Our offensive line has taken a, a full step back. They cannot run block effectively and they cannot pass block effectively. And he is always putting himself in harm's way. But I always will say that the quarterback, that a superior quarterback or a, let's say, uh, upper echelon quarterback will know how to get rid of the ball in the right way. He is looking like Bush League out here. He's throwing the ball directly to a spot, not leading guys. Mm-hmm. He's throwing the ball uh, too high, too far. And, and he has an accusation of not having a strong arm, but he's he's overshooting when he should be t- giving touch <laughs> and, under- and shoot, undershooting shoot. when he should be giving a, a, a zip. It's just like, what's going on with this guy? I mean, and I don't know if it's because he's coming off of the surgery and he didn't have – see, the, the excuses that you can say is, oh, well, he didn't have an offseason, but motherfucker – and Get he knows it right. his offense. This is the offense that he was really right. Now, now, and Josh McDaniels, just going back to pigeon nuts before, and since you allowed me to say this, right? Um, this man does not know how to inspire and lead men. And he is not a good play caller. He's not. It's, it, uh, Tom Brady has made him look sexy. But if you look at what he's done with Denver when he had that shit show, and then you look at what he did in with us, and then it's like, how the hell is it Eric Bien and me not a head coach? How the hell is well, – what's the defensive coordinator in Minnesota? Uh, is it of Florida. Florida? How in the hell are they not top-of-the-line head coaches when you let this dumpster fire guy still have a job? It's amazing to me. It is unequivocally amazing. Amazing. Now, I'm I'm definitely not a Garoppolo fan by any stretch of the imagination, but I will say this. Um, I do love his toughness. We saw him not play last week because of a back injury. And guess what guess what he did today <laughs> or, or or during the game? He ran <laughs> and He's not that smart, though. He ran and turned around and got stuck in the back, and I thought he was done. He got hit in the leg. It was one of the most egregious. I thought he was going to be done for the season that he had destroyed his leg. He was out maybe a play and then came right back. I mean, his toughness. Well, what, what do, do you want a do you want a freaking badge? You want a freaking uh, well, uh, you ain't gonna be uh, good. You might uh, as well a, be a Girl tough. Scouts patch on your ass. Fuck that, man. You you look terrible. <laughs> you look terrible. You got sacked six, seven times. Man, but this is kick this, rocks. But they should have brought in the, the, the rookie. Hell, no, he would have done better. This is what's interesting, though, about Garoppolo is Ugh. he's had a reputation to be a winner. 
Mm. You know, his record before getting with the Raiders demonstrated him as a winner. He was winning the vast majority of his games, something like 70%, 80% of his games he was winning. And I'm like, how the hell was this dude winning? Was he just on the right teams and in the right place at the right time to actually win? Or how the hell did that take place? You know, he would conveniently get hurt and be out for the season on a team that wasn't quite that good in his early San Francisco. Okay, so to me, what I would say is you have to look at uh, the schemes, right? So when he was with the New England Patriots, he was in a double tight end. You had two uh, basically arguably dynamic tight ends that were exceptional. And it was very innovative for somebody to come out with a jumbo formation. And you have two high speed tight ends that could basically uh, leverage linebackers the way that they mm-hmm. did. Mm-hmm. And he is a throw over the middle accuracy touch guy. He doesn't have Don't a let's say, say accuracy and Garoppolo in the same. Okay, sentence. well, where we're talking about when he was young. Okay, and and yes, um, uh, our coach was his offensive coordinator, and he built him up. Then when you say you can fast forward to the Forty ers they essentially did the same thing. They had the same dynamics that Purdy is living in right now. And he had dynamic players around him and he could throw the ball with accuracy and velocity in perfect windows when you have exceptional players. Not that Devonte and, and what is our, our other wide receiver that's good, whatever, but it doesn't matter. He had a good offensive line. You know what I'm saying is this is your team. You don't even know your other uh, team. That's you know Cause you only had one pass too. Yeah, 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 but but I'm only the reason that I can't even think of his name. Is and, and fu- thank you, thank you. See, and this is how you left. See how you left me dying on the vine. <laughs> I just remember my oh, damn okay. self. <laughs> Myers. Okay, so the and the reason and those guys are good, but our offensive line is shitty. So when he was with the 49ers, aside from him having an exceptional everything like how Purdy has, he also had okay the uh, exceptional offensive line that would give him that extra two to three seconds to where the formations and the cleverness of their head coach as a schemer could allow him to deliver the ball on time and on target. He can't do that unless it's a perfect environment. So exceptional quarterbacks can basically do things off script. And and what we have seen from Garoppolo is he is not an off script quarterback. No, by no stretch of the imagination. He is not. And he looks shitty. And it looks like we might as well put the rookie in because what the fuck are we doing? And he can't throw the ball down the, uh, uh, down the field with any kind of semblance of accuracy, even if he can read the defenses because our offensive line is shitty. So if we're going to be shitty, you might as well see what, uh, the, the, the rookie can do. Hey. That'll be two hundred dollars. I, I charge by the hour in terms of allowing you to commiserate and allowing you to sit over here. Sons of monkeys, uncles. I just wanted, I am so. I, I wanted you to be able to regurgitate that. So oh, you can sit over and sleep better. Scotch, tonight. scotch, scotch. <laughs> I love scotch all in my belly. Hey, so, listen. So, I hate this shit. It is. It is killing me it is slowly. Slowly. It's just like a cancer. It's like a small cancer, a small tumor that's growing each and every single time. That's why I strongly encourage you to switch your teams but you are loyal and i get it and so um when these great mm. games that are here 
that are excruciating to you, we're going to take advantage for the show and for the podcast. And so, okay, well, and, and, and use it. But I, I, you're I, welcome. I appreciate that. <laughs> and America, I'm sure, appreciates oh, that too. Oh, my God. And, and, you know, the reality is, is, I'm sure many people out there feel bad for you. That you that you've chose to tether yourself to this. Thing. Oh my God, this is a long suffering. Yeah, you know, I remember the Super Bowl years ago. It's, we were young. We were in our twenties. Are my eyes well enough? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I, I'm like, oh, let's talk about something else. Let's you talk know. about something else. Uh. So, so one, I, I want to talk about fantasy. Okay, you know, I, I got. I got fucked. I, I I lost both my fantasy games this this week. Um, I played against in one uh, in one league. I played against the number one uh, rated team, and I was the number four team. And uh, my people didn't perform, and I got ran through. Mm. And then on the other team, I'm uh actually I'm on third on the, oh no on that team I'm four. The number one team ran through me. On the other one, I'm third, and a team that has not won a fucking game this whole season. He ran through me because my team <laughs> shit the bed. So both my teams. So who went to bed for you? Who who went to bed that was supposed to ball? Uh, Adams went to bed. Uh, um, Olave went to bed. Um, uh, Love went to bed. Uh, who else went to bed from me? You know, um, Wall, uh, Waller got hurt. Oh, uh, Waller. He you hurt know, me. Ha- always hamstring. Yeah, uh, okay. Uh, 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 <laughs> and a couple other people. I mean, I just got royally fucked. And then my DFS. There are two games that stand out that you got to stack one or two. You got to play um, as many pieces from these two games as you can. One is the game in Germany with obviously Kansas City and Miami, a fucking bang out shooting game. And the other game is the Cowboys against the Eagles. Those two games. If you can find a way to get the most uh, players from those two games in your lineup for DFS, you're going to crack them because both of those okay. games are going to hit. Okay. Well, thank you. I've already made my mental notes. I will just say that here are my, like, quote, unquote, sneaky games. Um, I'm going to go to the hooker that we kept, which is the Saints, <laughs> the Saints game. Playing? playing against Chicago okay. at mm-hmm. home in the dome. Mm-hmm. Okay. New Orleans. Mm-hmm. And great, I think whether you're talking about Shahid, whether or not you want to pick a tricky car, but I think car, this is one of those games to where car should perform well. He actually should. Now, granted, fields may come into this game, but who cares? The the Saints play good in the dome, and their defense plays excellent in that dome. So whether you pick Carr, whether you pick Thomas, whether you pick Kamara, uh, Shahid, or Olave, I gotta say Olave, ha- he has been yeah, a breakout yeah. game all season. Yeah, I think yeah. Olave is out yeah. Any of them, those picks, I think for that game against Chicago, this is going to be like almost like a, a legitimacy game. For Carter, like show, oh, okay, I actually am good. This is like the the, the trickery game that he's going to perform well. So you should pick him in that. And the other game I would say is the the late game. If you are talking about that Bengals Buffalo, so Bengals are on an all time high. They just got finished beating the Forty ers The defense is looking good. Burrow, you know, he's wearing his chains. 
Yeah. You know, he's over here. Look, my calf feels good. Mm-hmm. He's he's going to be really sexy, and he's playing at home. And Buffalo is on the road. And guess what? It's going to be Josh Allen uh, versus Burrow. And Burrow is a little bit more thug life than Josh Allen to me. I'm going to just say it like that. I agree. And he got weapons. We all know Jamar Chase and, and 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 Mixon and Mixon looked good last week. He, I he, mean, he played well for he me. He played I well. Him, he's still a tricky. So that one, I would say that that's the one to look at. Well, here's what twist with that is. The only thing with that game is it seems as if the Bengals, like, you know, styles make fights. Yeah. Like, that matchup, the Bengals, for whatever reason, like, crush the Bills. And I know they did that with Mahomes for a little bit in Kansas City. I just don't know if the Bills have enough firepower to compete with him. But, uh, you know, you play that Burrow stack. Well, you well, play that Burrow stack, that's yeah, going to go hard. And when you say they don't, because when they got – they have Davis and they and Kincaid had a really good uh, game. Well, Knox is out. And, but, Knox but, is on IR. So but, it's all going to be Kincaid. Yeah, but Kincaid performed well this mm-hmm, week. Mm-hmm. So that's – I mean, that's a good thing. He's yeah, going to have more opportunity. Yeah, so so I think the, the, the thing that you're really looking at is – the Bengals defense is legit. So it's not so much that uh Diggs or Davis or Kincaid or their running game is not solid. It's just you're really saying that the Bengals defense off of whooping the 49ers and and getting turnovers and sacks and the way that they're playing with Hendrickson's and them boys, they may just be a problem for Josh Allen. Mm-hmm. And Josh Allen is probably going to throw a couple turnover a turn uh interceptions in that game. It's just me. Now, those that are on the East Coast and, and they may have a whole different stance and so, you know, pick your poison there. But it, it, it's it's a good game to watch. And then of course, there's obviously the the Philly uh the Philly Dallas game. And so that's the the sexy game that everybody's going to pay attention to. Uh but I will say it's it's a dangerous that's a dangerous game to play. Uh outside of Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts is the only one because he's going to have this built-in uh I can rush a get a rushing touchdown kind of game, but it, you really don't know who is going to perform in that? But I, if I were, oh, you know, AJ Brown's going to perform. AJ Brown is going to perform, and I would say Jalen Hurts is going to perform. Devonte Smith, Devonte is a home. He, he's, he's but, but he, me. he might perform against Dallas, and I would say I will put money on if I'm doing DFS. I'm picking the Eagles' defense over Dallas's defense because I don't believe in Dallas. So, and those of you who believe in Dallas, good luck and Godspeed. But uh, <laughs> it's going to be a hooker show. Just, so, I'm just telling you. So, so uh, right before we get up out of here, I unfortunately forgot to do what we supposed to do at the beginning of every single show, and that's tell the people what oh. we're drinking tonight. Now, we didn't go with our normal. You know, I'm saying what we like to drink and our go-to drinks. You know, oh, he likes yeah, to go to JB. Right. I go to Cavassier. Yeah. You know, this week we're doing something different. So, one, tell me, you have that uh, Friar Core. Oh, I was going to say, I was looking for the damn bottle. Yeah, how I was, was like, uh, 
the fryer. <laughs> you like it? I feel like this is, I mean, Gulliver's Travels is it? I mean, I'm fryer with fryer core. But yes, actually, it was quite smooth. Nice. Yes, I feel very sophisticated. I feel like I need an ascot. Right, you do. When I'm drinking. It. <laughs> you do, but just, you know, not, just not with that windbreaker. Yeah. What I'm drinking is Bonroy. <laughs> and Bonroy has a little bit of bite to it. It, it, it tastes like a, a more refined henny. Um, but but again, what we're doing is we're, we're, we're giving our palate some new shit. You know, there, there's a lot of great drinks out there. That's why we're always at the bar. Yeah. Excited to be back home at our Look, you going to make me pour a little bit let's more. Pour a little bit. Let's pour a little Uh-oh. bit more. And, and, and I'm going to finish this, and we're going to sit over and end this night off great. It's great talking football hey, with you. Hey, my guy, babe. It's great talking football with y'all. And, Love um, it. I need y'all to do some things for me. I need you to go. I need you to subscribe. I need you to download, and I need you to like the episodes. We give you everything we got. We put in a lot of energy mm. to sit over here and watch these games, see these games, and really do want to give you guys good information, entertaining information, fun information about this game that we all love. Also, don't forget to check out, if you're basketball fans, our NBA, NBA at, at the, the Bar, bar. Um, brought to you by ATB Media Network. Check that out. That's also on mm-hmm. YouTube and every single podcast format. Um, but with that being said, it's been fun, Bum. Fun talking to football. Oh, right yes. There. there it is. Without that. Hey, cheers, everybody. Have a great week. Germany, get ready. You're about to see Netherlands. Two of some of the we very see you. best players in the world with Mahomes and the Cheetah. So you guys are lucky you get that game out there and make all of us out here in America wake up early. Yep. Cheers, y'all. All right, man.